waiting. It's not easy to wait, is it? It actually can be a little uncomfortable to wait. Especially if you're expecting something to happen or someone to do something, it's not always easy to wait. It's probably more implied than it is direct, but I think that that theme of waiting is in the reading tonight that we heard from Luke chapter 1. In this story about Zechariah and Elizabeth, they received the news about having a child. Now, what makes this news so significant here is that Zechariah and Elizabeth had been waiting for years for this to happen. And the reason we know that they have been waiting for years for this to happen is because of three things that are mentioned in this reading tonight. Maybe the most obvious one is when the angel announces this to Zechariah, his response is, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man, and my wife is well along in years. In other words, having a child is happening at a time that is way beyond the typical age you would expect that to happen for a couple. He's an old man. She's well beyond her years of childbearing. The point is that they have been waiting a long time for this to happen. Maybe another indication that they've been waiting a long time for this to happen is that when the angel spoke to Zechariah, the angel said, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. Now, I realize that the gospel writer Luke doesn't specifically tell us here what prayer Zechariah or even Elizabeth had been praying, but we can well imagine in the context of this story that they probably have been praying for a child. What we don't know also is whether that prayer ended many years ago when they got to the point that they didn't think this would ever happen again, happen for them, or did they continue to pray for that even up to this moment? Either way, they've been waiting in prayer. And we know that there's no expiration date on our prayers, is there? Maybe one other indication that we have here that they've been waiting for a long time to have a child is when Elizabeth says at the end of our reading, the Lord has done this for me. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Now, when you read those words, it's important to keep in mind that in that culture, in that day, there were certain stigmas that came along with being childless. There were those in those days who thought that a couple was childless because, well, they must have done something wrong. There were those in those days who thought that a couple was childless because, well, God must be mad at them about something. 
Whatever the reason, there were certain stigmas in that day associated with not being able to have a child. And yet, while those may have been the stigmas that people had in their mind, I think our story makes it clear that neither one of those reasons was the reason here. In fact, the gospel writer Luke makes it very clear to say just the opposite. Luke says, both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. Not being able to conceive a child was not because it was their fault. It was not because God was mad or upset with them. And I want to just go ahead and say that for any couple today who has not been able to have a child, it is not because you've done something wrong. It is not because God is mad or upset. That is not the reason. But we know, whether it's Zechariah or Elizabeth or any couple today, you know that when you are wanting a child and one hasn't come yet, you spend a lot of time waiting, right? Day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, you're waiting. And it's not easy to wait, is it? You know it's not easy to wait in life if you have ever sat by the bedside of of somebody in the hospital and the only sound around you is the sound of of a machine keeping that person alive. What will happen? How long will it take? No one knows. So you wait. You know it's not easy to wait if you have ever waited in a long line for something like maybe some of you did if you went shopping on Black Friday. It's not easy to wait. It's not easy to wait if you've ever arrived at the airport and only to learn that your flight has been delayed or even worse, canceled, and you have no idea when it's going to take off, and, and so you wait. We wait for healing to happen. We wait for conflicts to get resolved. We wait for prayers to be answered. We wait for a family member to end an addictive behavior. We wait for that special someone to come into our life, a a wife or a husband. We wait to get the right job offer. We wait for interest mortgage rates to go down and and, um, our investments to go up. For all that and more, We wait. It's been suggested that over the course of life, in the average lifespan of a person, that we would wait six months in line at various different times. Collectively, six months of our life has been waiting. It's been suggested that six months of our life in the lifespan of an average person is waiting at a red light. It's been suggested that in in the average lifespan of a person, you spend 20 months of your life waiting for your spouse or your children or or someone significant to, to be ready on time to go someplace. Waiting. Several years ago, I heard the story about 
how one husband complained that his wife was never ready to go when they were supposed to be ready to go. And, and so no matter where they were going, he always had to wait. So we decided that in order to try to break her of that habit, that, that he would go out into the garage, sit in the car, and start blowing the horn, trying to prompt her readiness. Well, one Sunday morning, she decided she would try to break him of that habit. While he was sitting in the car, blowing the horn, she walked out into the garage, opened the car door, sat down, closed the car door, put her seatbelt on. She was sitting there with her hair done, makeup done, jewelry was on, purse in hand, but she was completely naked. And she said, if you are not willing to wait until I'm finished getting ready, then take me to church like I am. <laughs> that was the last time he sat in the car blowing the horn, trying to prompt his wife to be ready. Waiting. This Advent season, we are using a theme that I'm drawing from a song that we're going to sing in a few minutes called Weary Traveler. Now, let me explain why I picked that song. For one thing, the, the Bible refers to life literally as a journey, and therefore, we are all travelers in this journey of life. But you and I know that there are certain things that happen along the way of our journey that can, can be particularly challenging, and, and sometimes we grow weary as a result of that. For instance, you want to talk about how uncomfortable waiting is? How about all the waiting that we did through the pandemic? Waiting to go out in public again? Waiting to go to a restaurant again? Waiting to go to the grocery store, waiting to resume travel plans, waiting to return back to church, waiting for our children to be able to, to go to school again, waiting until we don't have to wear masks anymore, anymore by mandate. And I don't know about you, but, but I think that made many of us, maybe all of us, a little weary over these past few years. And as a result of that, study after study has shown that, that there have been major increases in the past couple years of stress and anxiety and depression and weight gain and sleeping too much or, or not sleeping enough compared to pre-pandemic periods. The increased use of alcohol and drugs just to cope the last couple of years has literally been off the charts. Whether we think it's top of mind or not, we all probably at least under the surface are a little weary. For more reasons than one, we are all somewhat weary travelers going through life. Which is why I think we can relate to Zechariah and Elizabeth and all their waiting, the delay they experienced in having a child. We're all on this journey of life, and, and so we often experience on this journey waiting and, and delay after delay. And sometimes we deal with that well in life, and sometimes we don't. But no matter how we deal with it, we know it's, for all of us it's not easy. 
to wait. I have to tell you, about every Christmas season, when I come across the verse of Galatians chapter 4, I find myself just kind of struck by these words. The Apostle Paul says, when the time had fully come, God sent his Son. When the time had fully come, or in other words, some translations would say, at just the right time. Either way, God waited for the right time, a certain period of time, for Jesus to come into this world. After 4,000 years of prophecies, after 4,000 years of promises of a Savior, after 4,000 years of waiting, all of a sudden it was the right time. No more waiting. God sent a son. He sent his son to bear the weight of our sin. He sent his son to, to suffer the consequences of our disobedience in life. He sent his son to, to be punished for our guilt. He sent his son to, to give his life over to death so that, so that we could have life. He sent his son to offer to you and to me eternal life and spare us from everlasting damnation. No more waiting. With the birth of Jesus, God's son was born for you. Certainly, that was worth waiting for, wasn't it? I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that we don't have, to, we don't have a God who waits for us to get it all right. We don't have a God who, who waits for you and me to, to get everything perfectly. We don't have a God who's waiting for us to, to not mess up anymore. We don't have a God who's waiting for us to get things figured out right in life, and then he'll come. No, he came when the time was right, just when you and I needed it the most. And what that means for us today is that the time is right now to hear of God's love for you. The time is right now for you to hear of the promise of God's forgiveness for you. The time is right now to hear that no matter what has happened in your life, no matter if in some way you have been separated from God, the time is right today for you to hear that you belong to God because of what Jesus has done. We might feel weary Along this journey, as we make our way through life, we, we might get tired of waiting for this or waiting for that. We can easily get impatient when things get delayed. But know this today. There is no more waiting to hear of God's love and forgiveness and acceptance for you. For that, there's no more waiting. I imagine that the delay Zachariah and Elizabeth faced and having a child was very difficult, one that they probably didn't fully understand. But maybe God reminded them of his provision and his love for them 
by the very meaning of the names that he gave to them. Later in the chapter of John, we read here where Zechariah was to give his son the name John. Now, people question that because nobody in Zechariah's name, family had the name John. But that was significant because do you know what the name John means? The Lord is gracious. And do you know what the name Zechariah means? The Lord remembers. And what Elizabeth means, the Lord keeps his promise. You know, when you put all of that together, as we've waited for the gift of Jesus Christ who has come for us, what that says to us is that the Lord is gracious to you today. The Lord remembers you today. The Lord keeps his promise to you today. And for that, thanks be to God, there's no more waiting. In Jesus' name. Amen. In response to hearing God's word, we have the opportunity to confess our faith, speaking the words of the Apostles' Creed. I invite you to stand. I believe in God, the Father Almighty.